I love talking about this because it's all of my life works. And it was that magic that when I identified it, things started happening very rapidly in my life as far as change and, and living the life I live today. So the best way I can explain this is we have a conscious mind, right? The conscious mind we have control over. Our conscious mind is the words we use, the thoughts we entertain. All of that's in the conscious mind. The books we read, people we hang out with, conversations we have, all of that's in the conscious mind. We have control over that. Our knowing for the things we want to achieve and the things we want in life are in the conscious mind. So that's our knowing. Okay, and then we have this other part that is I call a subconscious mind. In the subconscious mind, there's this what I call a motherboard of programming of all of the recordings of our life, all of our experiences, all the beliefs we were taught, everything that, and I have some examples we can dive into deeper if you like, but all of the, all of the experiences of our life. And a lot of times, not even our own experiences, but what we've been told of other people's experiences build that subconscious. Okay. One of the things that's the voice we hear in our head is that subconscious programming. The, the subconscious is what triggers the brain waves to the actions that we take or that we don't take. So somebody with that mentality, somebody with the conditioning that you can't do that. Who do you think you are? They won't take the actions that will lead to the things they want. So they have the knowing of what they want in the conscious mind. The subconscious is the doing part. That's the part that triggers the brainwaves to the actions we take or don't take. And so what we end up with is going through our life with this knowing doing gap or this gap between knowing what we want and seeing those things, you know, showing up in our life. And so often it's so easy to blame our situation, circumstances and our conditions as as the culprits for why we're not getting what we want. But realistically, when, when I help somebody close that knowing doing gap, when we reprogram that subconscious conditioning and the entire SMT method is designed to do so, to identify and then help shift that underlying conditioning so we can start closing that gap between those. And all of a sudden we see we start achieving more of what we want in life. Even the roadblocks that we use as, as the, the culprit at one point seem to vanish, disappear, or they just don't matter. They no longer have an impact on the results. Hey there, beautiful soul. Welcome back to Unleash Thyself, the podcast where we don't just scratch the surface, we dig deep to help you crack the code on personal transformation. I'm Konstantin Moroon, and today we're leaving the realm of struggle behind to sail full speed toward the success that's just been waiting for you to claim it. You know that little voice in your head, the one that tells you you're not enough, or that you can't achieve your dreams. I know I had that voice for many years in my life. Well, today's guest, Joey Drolshagan, is here to tell you that not only can you silence that voice, but you can also retrain it to be your personal cheerleader, guiding you toward the life beyond your wildest dreams. Now, Joey isn't just another success story. While he has had a very successful career in sales, spending almost three decades, what sets him apart is his revolutionary SMT method, short for subconscious mindset training. Over the last decade, Joey has helped 1,000 people transform their lives from the inside out. And you'll hear about some of those stories in today's conversation. Now, in today's game-changing episode, we'll be diving into the vast ocean of the subconscious mind and pulling up treasures that can reshape your life. We will explore the prison that your conditioning has placed you in, and more importantly, how to break free. Joy is going to dish out unrealistic 
actions that lead to unrealistic results. And trust me, you're going to want to be part of this unrealistic journey towards success. Let me ask you this. Are you struggling to set a clear vision for your life? Or maybe you're feeling trapped by your environment and the people around you? Well, get ready to evolve because when you shift, so does the world around you. But before we jump in, if you found value in these episodes, help us keep this ship sailing. Hit that like button, subscribe to Unleash Thyself, and drop us a review or comment. Your support is our North Star, guiding us to continue delivering content that changes lives. So, ready to rewire that narrative of your life? To move from struggle to unimaginable success? Grab your mental seatbelt because you're about to experience a paradigm shift like never before. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Unleash Thyself. I am thrilled to welcome Joey Rolshagan to the show. Joey, we can't wait to hear more about the experiences and insights that have led you to where you are today. And if we may, your unleashed moment, the moment you knew you are on your own path to becoming the best version of yourself. So Joey, it's such a pleasure to have you with us. Well, it's an honor to be here with you. And just based on our pre-conversations, I'm excited for this conversation to happen, Constantine. Likewise, Joey. So... I know your background is in sales, right? You spend quite a bit of time helping organizations come out of bankruptcy and become successful again. So how does someone that spends time in sales and does all of that switch over to working with the subconscious mind? It's, it's funny. That's a great question. So I spent 28 years in corporate America. And, and really sales, we're all in sales. Everybody's in sales. Man, when I was younger, I thought about sales position. I thought I want to do anything other than sales until I got into it, but we're all in sales. But yeah, what happened is I, I grew up in, in, you know, watching my family struggle in a blue collar, very low income family outside Detroit, Michigan. And, and I, I remember at like nine years old thinking, man, this isn't right. You people are not living right, you know? And then I got into my adult years and found myself following those same patterns that I struggled financially, regardless of my income. I, you know, followed the pathway of getting into a corporate America and getting a job and, you know, man gets a job, supports a family and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some retirement. And I followed that hook, line and sinker. But at 22 years old, I had heard a speaker up in Detroit, Michigan. He's passed away now. His name was Jack Boland. And, and I don't remember what he said, Constantine, but I remember it lit this ignition and this belief within myself that I didn't have to live like that and that I wanted to spend my life inspiring, motivating, and leading millions of people to living better lives. But I didn't know how to do it for me even back then. So I became a student of the works I do today. And I stayed on that the whole way up through corporate America, up the ladder climb and everything else into finally life situations happen. And, and a little over a decade ago, I gained, multi, I started going and getting multiple certifications and, and get, you know, and, and moving into this area of what I do now, which is helping businesses, helping individuals to really thrive in their life and get past those hangups that we don't understand what they are a lot of times. So we blame the situations and circumstances of life as, as the owners of those difficulties when it's really our programming causing it. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So what made you make that big change 10 years ago, right? You said you first heard that when you were 22, you got a spot, but you had to get some life lessons under your belt, so to speak. But what made you make the change 10 years ago and say, you know what, now it's time for me to do this. 
Yeah. And I had started out with, you know, back in my 20s when I started this with positive thinking, things like the secret had come out, you know, and I tried to follow that. And I I was the most positive person I knew. And I laugh at that, but it's true. I thought I could positive think my way into the life I wanted. And as much as I was positive, I didn't achieve the results that I was looking for. So as I'm studying this stuff, as I'm going from coaching program to coaching program and find out which kind of coaches I align with and want to be like and which ones I don't and all of that stuff, throughout that process, I came upon a, a book by Joseph Murphy, The Unconscious Mind. And when I read that, it brought the two pieces together. It brought that positive thinking aspect in it, but it gave it more power when I started learning how to reprogram our, our conditioning, those recordings within us that we get through life and, and, and shift that. And it, that started opening up the doorways. Right around that time, Constantine, my, my father passed away of cancer and him and my mom had been married for 56 years at the time. And my mom really, she just didn't want to be alive without him. I mean, she had some health problems being in her late, you know, mid seventies, but she didn't want to be alive without him. And a little over a year later, my mom passed away and I found myself an orphan living this life so far out of alignment in corporate America from what my purpose and passion was to do. So it was, it was kind of like the, it was kind of like everything coming together you know, and one of the things I, I love to like get to see and share with people is so often the greatest changes in our life come at the most inappropriate times, it seems like, you know. And so in that period, it was like, man, I just I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live so far outside of what my inward desires keep kind of leaning me towards. And I understood the subconscious finally so I could understand how to start shifting that programming. And it really became a you know, everything I do, I'm kind of like the guinea pig, Constantine. <laughs> and it really became me being the guinea pig of shifting the subconscious conditioning and opening up. And as I did so, within two months, I created my IFGT coaching consulting organization, which the IFGT stands for It's Freaking Go Time. And within six months of, of you know, before I, you know, I resigned from corporate America, moved down to the mountains here in South Carolina and have been going forward ever since, just growing the business, helping. I've helped almost a thousand clients over the past decade to transform their business, transform their life and really reprogram that subconscious recordings, that subconscious conditioning and open up avenues of opportunity that we would not have otherwise seen. Wow. Beautiful, Dr. Joey, and inspirational as well. Now, a few questions come to mind, yeah, but the yeah, first yeah. one here that, that, that hits close to home around your mission, your why, your purpose. When you said you said you're so far out of alignment, you finally came in alignment with that. When would you say that you realized what that mission was? Because I, I, I believe you mentioned it wasn't when you were 22 that you kind of got an idea that you want to inspire and motivate people in this life, but then you went down the different path. And was it around the time that it became very clear to you what? you were meant to do or what feels right in your heart? About the time, which was a couple of years before I, I made the shift, I had started getting certificate certifications. I have multiple certifications for the coaching and, and you know business growth and things that I do, plus the experience. And it was around then that I started really getting clarity because when I had that at 22, I didn't know if it was to be a minister at a church, you know, because I'm an ordained minister. I didn't know if it was to, to lead a church. I didn't know if it was to, I had no idea what it was. I, but the bigger question for me back at 22 was 
how can I achieve this? Because I knew I'd have to do that before I could help other people do so. Exactly, right? That's that's really, so it was probably about the time I started getting certifications that the clarity of what it looked like started ironing out and coming together. Yeah, absolutely. And and I like that you said that because for most of us, it takes a bit of time to kind of wrap our heads around us to why the universe, God, whatever you believe in, pushes you in a direction and you're trying to see, okay, why am I in misalignment or or what am I supposed to do? And it sounds like your experience is similar to mine. It, it takes quite a few years to, to get to that goal. But let me ask you this, for the younger people listening today, and there's many that realize that chasing the American dream, doing what their parents did or their cramp- grandparents is not really something that pays off anymore, right? And it's not something that brings joy and fulfillment. Can someone that's young work with someone like you or others to really speed up the process of finding that why and aligning with that why and pushing forward at a much younger age? Absolutely, Constantine. And, and I actually have a nonprofit organization that's that's like semi-launched right now. We take it through testing and everything else. We're going into high schools and we're working with 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. And instead of trying to figure out what they're going to go to school for, for a paycheck, is help them dive into that, what that, what that, what is that vision? How do you see you having a mark on this world? And help them define that, you know? So that's one of the areas where we're stepping into doing that. And I'll tell you, it sounds like you and I both, we went about it long form, right? I went about building my vision and, and determining what that is based on me doing it by myself. What took me years to achieve doing it that way now takes my clients weeks. So now every client I work with, I start out, we come out of the gate with developing what I call a dynamic vision. And we have road mapping tools to help that process. So people, instead of it taking years of discovery and things like that, we can come out of the gate within a couple of weeks and have that vision, that power of that vision to start pulling us forward into it. Beautiful. Wow, I love that, Joey. And before we dive into the vision part and discuss more about what you do, let's actually start at the beginning. Let's talk about the subconscious because I know you specialize in what's called the subconscious mindset training. But for those that are not as familiar in the audience, let's actually define what the subconscious is and how it impacts our life and why it's important to work with it. Yeah, absolutely. And this was, this is like, I love talking about this because it's all of my life works and it was that magic that when I identified it, things started happening very rapidly in my life as far as change and and living the life I live today. So the best way I can explain this is we have a conscious mind, right? The conscious mind we have control over. Our conscious mind is the words we use, the thoughts we entertain, all of that's in the conscious mind. The books we read, people we hang out with, conversations we have, all of that's in the conscious mind. We have control over that. Our knowing for the things we want to achieve and the things we want in life are in the conscious mind. So that's our knowing. Okay. And then we have this other part that is I call a subconscious mind. In the subconscious mind, there's this, what I call a motherboard of programming of all of the recordings of our life, all of our experiences, all the beliefs we were taught, everything that, and I have some examples we can dive into deeper if you like, but all of the, all of the experiences of our life. And a lot of times, not even our own experiences, but what we've been told of other people's experiences build that subconscious. Okay. One of the things that's the voice we hear in our head is that subconscious programming. The the subconscious is what triggers the brain waves to the actions that we take or that we don't take. So somebody with that mentality, somebody with the conditioning that you can't do that. Who do you think you are? 
they won't take the actions that will lead to the things they want. So they have the knowing of what they want in the conscious mind. The subconscious is the doing part. That's the part that triggers the brainwaves to the actions we take or don't take. And so what we end up with is going through our life with this knowing doing gap or this gap between knowing what we want and seeing those things, you know, showing up in our life. And so often it's so easy to blame our situation, circumstances and our conditions as as the culprits for why we're not getting what we want. But realistically, when when I help somebody close that knowing doing gap, when we reprogram that subconscious conditioning and the entire SMT method is designed to do so, to identify and then help shift that underlying conditioning so we can start closing that gap between those. And all of a sudden we see we start achieving more of what we want in life. Even the roadblocks that we use as, as the, the culprit at one point seem to vanish, disappear, or they just don't matter. They no longer have an impact on the results. Hey, it's Constantine here. And I want to take a brief moment to truly thank you for being a part of this incredible journey of transformation. You are the reason we are creating this content. I see you and I appreciate you. Your support truly means the world to me. I want to ask you for a small favor. I'd love for you to join our mission by hitting like, subscribe, or leaving a thoughtful comment or review. Your engagement helps others discover these insights and together we can continue to unlock the power of authenticity and personal transformation. And if you want to reach out directly to me, send me an email at constantine at unleashedthyself.com. I value any and all feedback. Thank you for being a part of this movement. Now, Back to the episode. Yeah. Love it. Thank you for the explanation, Joey. So let's uh, take an example, maybe one from your own life on a subconscious belief or a limiting belief you held that once you understood it and you were able to work with it, uh, it gave you progress that you couldn't expect in the past. I mean, from my own life, I'll tell you one is, is, is struggle. You know, I, I watched my parents and they were really good people. And I watched them struggle working as many hours as they could, raising us five kids, keeping a roof over our head and, and, and the medical issues my dad faced with his back, hips, knees and all that from doing heavy equipment operation and things, you know, and they just really beat themselves up. And there was always that underlying fear of not having enough, you know, fear of, of paying the bills. And, and, and so again, at eight, nine years old, I remember having this belief that, man, you guys aren't doing something right. And then when I got into my adult years in my twenties, if something came really easy for me, Constantine, I felt like I didn't earn it or I didn't deserve it. And so that mentality, once I understood the subconscious and started shifting that, all of a sudden I can start opening up doorways to where things can happen easier and I celebrate those and I'm excited for those and I do deserve that. So that's one of the ones, and I'll give you even one that really impacted me, even though it wasn't me, is I worked with a client and this person, when I met them, <clears throat> they were in real estate. And when I met them, they, their whole life was just really, really mediocre. And they, they blamed every situation and circumstance for why their life was the way it was. They were married and, and they, you know, he had a wife, but he was very passive. He had two kids that he didn't really do much with. His business was, I mean, really just barely scraping. It was actually probably a little bit below just scraping by and stuff. You know, it was a struggle and everything in his life was like that. And within the third week we, that we worked together, this came out that when he was eight years old, 
he started at a brand new school. So third grade, I think it is when he was. So in when he went to that school, he had to do assessment testing to, you know, get, you know, to start going to the school. And the first day of school, the bell rings. Everybody goes to their class. This young child goes into the principal's office and the principal pulls out his assessment. And he goes, wow, you're at the eighth grade reading. You're in college mathematics, man. And he kind of went through all of his rankings were really high on the assessment. He said, I'm I'm really proud to have you here. Take this and go down to classroom so-and-so and give it to your teacher. So think about this, Constantine. At eight years old, this child walks into a brand new classroom filled with kids who are already sitting down. So he's interrupting the class. His very first time going in there, he hands his test results to the teacher and she spends a few minutes just berating this child. Oh, it looks like Brian finally finally got here to class. Oh, look, at he's at eighth grade reading. He's college math. And she just started berating this child in front of the classroom. And at the end of it all, she said, I guess Brian should be teaching this class. And now all the kids are laughing and everything else. So she sends him to a desk, you know, and he sits down. He spent that entire school year at a brand new school being picked on, ridiculed, and bullied by his classmates. And somewhere within that eight-year-old boy's mind, it made sense to promise to himself that he would never let the outside world see that on him again. So he went through his life. When I met him, I think he was 48, might have been 52 years old. He had gone that whole time living this mediocre life, and he's almost like genius level, living this mediocre life because of that promise he had made himself. Once we were able to identify that, that's conditioning. When I talk about that, we have recording in our subconscious. That right there is such a great example of that. And so what we did is we started shifting that. We started, and as we did so over the next week, this guy would call me almost every day with another breakthrough that happened and another insight that would happen. And one of the ones I love, Constantine, is he, he called me one day. He said, you're going to laugh at this, but I was talking to my wife and she was saying, Hey, we're going to do this, this, and this, you know? So she didn't even ask anymore. It was, you know what I mean? Like it is by, and she's just telling them how they're going to live. And, and that was apropos to how his life was. And he said, he thought about it and he, he thought, no, I don't want to do it that way. But he had a hesitation, but he finally said, you know what? I don't think we should do it that way. I think this, this, and this. And he said that she turned and looked at him and it put the fear of God in him. And she said, that is so hot. And now over the next few, several months working together, I started seeing him flourishing in his business. I started seeing him getting back into his music and the things he was passionate about. His relationship with his children were more than just give me money type of a thing. And within within a year, he was a top producer for the agency he worked for, and they were leaning on him to help grow new realtors coming in the door. So he would actually coach with them to help them grow. That's what conditioning can hold us down. And that's what shifting it can open up for us in our life. Wow. So powerful, Joy. And it sounds like in his example, that conditioning, even though, let's say at eight years old, you likely can't remember a lot of the things that happened. Probably he remembered that. But how much of that conditioning do we even remember? So in his case, did he even recall that part until you started digging? No, he forgot all about that. It was just we were we were we we had developed a vision, and so now as we're starting to put the vision on, which means when I say that, I mean we start finding we start identifying actions that we can take to start opening that up some. And as we're doing it, he's hesitant with them. He was very like when he did take on the action, you know, he would kind of put it off and do things like that and such. And so so it, we we just dove deeper into it. Like, why is this? What's going on here? What's going on? And 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 we weren't even. 
on a session when it happened, but he called me and he goes, I think I might know what it is. I completely forgot about this. And he brought that up. Yeah. And the reason I asked is because in my experience as well as a lot of these programmings that you mentioned, like you said, some are ours, some are not, but most of them we don't even recall very easily, right? Could have happened when we were two or three or five years old. Yeah. And then of course, later in our childhood. And then we don't even recall most of them. So unless we actually put in the work, like you just gave a good example of, it's very hard to even be aware of what needs to change or what's affecting our life. And, and you, you're absolutely right, Constantine. And one of the other things I found is if it weren't for me working with a coach, I would not have identified, and I still work with a coach because I'm still identifying things to continue going to the next levels and things, you know, and such. But if I wasn't working with a coach, I wouldn't even know those things about me. We They become so normal and so natural to us. It feels like the right way to do things. And one of the things I tell people when I meet them and we start talking about coaching is all you have to have is a beginner mindset and a willingness to be uncomfortable as we shift those because what's going to feel like the right thing to do is typically what's leading you into your limitations. Yes, I can definitely say that. That's definitely something I'm working with myself right now, right? Because our mind, ego, likes what's comfortable, likes what, they, what it knows. So it's going to lead you in a direction, right? Because anything that's uncomfortable can be problematic, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And one of the ways I explain that is, you know, we get so comfortable in our comfort zone, taking normal action, you know, um, common action after common action, but it'll only ever produce common results. So if you're taking the same actions that have caused causing you to struggle, you're going to continue to struggle. We have to be willing to get a little bit uncomfortable and start taking some uncommon actions and that's how we get to uncommon results. And I, again, I could not have done that for me by myself because I would not have recognized them. Yeah, because you can see your blind spots by yourself. Right. Right? You, need, you need a bit of guidance in your life. Right. And that's actually a lesson I learned a while back as well because I guess part of my ego or my mind even trying to keep me from progressing, I was like, why do I need a coach? I'm already good as I am, so I'm going to do it all myself. And then I realized that, as you start working with different people, you get different mentors in your life, coaches, you start to see those blind spots and you start to see different perspectives and you start to see things in ways that you would have never seen them otherwise. And that's, that's the beauty in this, right? Yeah. I was a king for going for self-study programs. And the reason being multiple one, it's, it's like you said, I, I can, I don't have to invest as much and, and, and I know me better than anybody else. So I can go, you know, I can get more out of this by myself. And secondly, I think there was some embarrassment because I didn't know what my conditioning was and I was afraid of what would come out. Yeah, I can definitely say that. And thank God I had the willingness to change was stronger than my fear, you know, of, of doing it my way. Yeah. And I know you, you'd also talked or you already mentioned the uncommon results that one can get by taking uncommon actions. But you also talk about achieving unrealistic goals, right? Mm -hmm. As part of your vision. So let's talk a bit more about it because <laughs> unrealistic means, uh, well, it's not real, but I'm assuming it's not real in the context of working with those limiting beliefs. Yeah. And I, I think that gets confused a lot of times in, in how I say it or what I say. So I'm going to explain it just a little bit. Okay. Is, is living through our conditioning, we get realistic results. We're conditioned to get realistic results. If you're a business owner, realistic results would be 25% growth, 
year over year, 15% growth year. And there's things that we consider to be realistic. If something gets outside of that umbrella, it's hard for us to even be open to it because it's unrealistic. So when I tell people that I've helped, for instance, real estate agent, one in particular I'm thinking of, but this goes over and over and over to go from her very best year in real estate being $7.5 million out of 13 years in real estate to the year we worked together, her almost tipping over $23 million. That's unrealistic. Add to that, Constantine, it was the only year of her adult life that she took five weeks of vacation in that same year. That makes it more unrealistic. When I talk about taking a business owner who has a wholesale business and they were doing like $34,000 a month revenue and all they wanted to do, and on the 34,000, they were living on the line of credit to cover the gap between their costs and expenses, their expenses and their revenue. The highest he could get to was $50,000 a month. If $50,000 a month, he would cover all his expenses and he could start dwindling down that line of credit little by little over years. Within a year, he was doing $250,000 a month revenue. Wow. And increasing. I think now he's broke $300,000 revenue. That's unrealistic. When we hear that, we think that that can't be real, but it is real. When we start shifting that and getting into the alignment, that knowing closing, that knowing doing gap, when we get into taking actions, you know, you know, taking actions that are leading to results rather than leading to limitation, we open up the doorway to start experiencing unrealistic results in what we're doing. Beautiful. So what that. used to be, you know, 50, like a hundred, the highest I could give him to even in his vision was a hundred thousand dollars. So I worked with him from there and we did that within a matter of probably four months, four and a half months. And then I from there, now he had a little more belief in it and he bumped it up to 200 and he ended up exceeding that 250. And now if you talk to him and say, what's your vision? He said a million dollars a month. And he says it with confidence and conviction and believes it and knows it's going to be true. That's, that's makes, makes such a big difference. I yeah. cannot add to that. Because, I mean, of course, believing it and not taking any action is no good to anyone. But if you believe it and you're taking the right actions, I mean, what was there to stop you? Yeah. And, and so it's unrealistic from a starting point. But once we start achieving that, think about taking from 34000 to $250,000 a month revenue. When that two fifty becomes realistic for us, because once we experience it, now it becomes realistic. Then we start, like, think about how much higher, like how much growth, you know, how much more expansion we can experience in our life as we start shifting the unrealistic to realistic. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds to me that essentially what we're doing in our own lives is we are boxing ourselves in. No one else is putting that box around us. Of course, whatever they may have said in our life and done in their life had helped us put a box around ourselves. But we are the ones responsible for designing that box and designing how tall the roof is going to be and and how wide the sides are going to be. So... By working on the subconscious, it sounds like you can start to remodel that box you put on yourself back in the day. Yeah, and I will say yes and no to that. Like, I understand what you're saying, but none of us chose the conditioning that we received, right? When we were born, we didn't get to check a box on what conditioning we wanted, you know? So if you were raised in my family, you have a different, I, you know, I had different conditioning than than what like a, you know, a, 
somebody very, very wealthy and things like that, what their children would have. There's different conditioning built in, but we all have that conditioning and it's that conditioning that's really creating that box for us. And so people living like that, like my parents, they didn't know there was any other way. And I would love now, like that's, I think, part of my driving mission of what I'm doing because I don't want people to have to live like I saw them live. They were such good people and they struggled so much, you know, and so so understanding the, the, the box is created by the conditioning, but awareness gives us the option to remove that box, get outside of that box or to stay within that box. You know, we have we now have a choice on the conditioning once we become aware, which is why I'm so grateful to have these conversations like this with you. Oh, absolutely, Joey. I mean, and I love uh, I know what you're saying, right? And it sounds to me, and I mean, I have no doubt about this in my mind, but I'm curious to see your take. Everyone has one of those boxes because we all have conditioning. So, of course, they'll be different, like you said in the example you gave. But even the kids that grew up rich or people that grew up in different parts, so they all have some form of conditioning, right? Because there's society, there's teachers, there's family, there's so many things that will condition us. So I would imagine, again, that my take is that everyone has some conditioning. And it's, again, down to us to become aware, like you said, that we have that and then we have the power to change it. Yes. And, and, and you're absolutely right. And there can be commonalities. You know, finances is a really big one that covers a lot of ground with a lot of people, but, you know, but it's unique to each one of us. So I was raised in a family of seven people. There were five of us kids. When we talk about the events that happened as we were growing up, you know, all five of us have a different perception of those events. And that's what that conditioning is based on. So it's the information we took in and, and how we chose to believe it, how we perceive that information. And when we're growing up and we're being taught beliefs and we're being taught what's right and wrong, we're being taught, you know, and then we go to school and with friends teach us that, you know, for boys, girlfriends, for, you know, what I mean, like, like, like dating things and stuff like that impact it, employers impact that. And even through today, we're continuing to receive conditioning, which is why I'm such a big proponent with the clients I work with is get away from like CNN constant negative news, you know, get away from people who pull and drain your energy out of you and things like that and start trying to spend your time with people who are where you want to be, because that starts with where we have control on the conscious mind and we're feeding that into the subconscious mind. You know, so if you're doing that work right from day one, when I'm working with people, we start changing the where we have control of the conscious mind. And then we start identifying the subconscious. So think about this. You're identifying the limitations in the subconscious. You're reprogramming and repatterning those to expand to more empowering beliefs and, and patterns. And, you know, even systems of, you know, I, I help every client I work with because it's it's all a unique transformation for each person is I help them develop systems of accelerating habits that work for them and whatever it is they're trying to achieve. And I don't have like a, a, a piece of paper that I give them and they go, okay, do A, B, and C. It's, it's really formulating and developing that unique to that individual because yeah. we're all unique. We are. Yeah, I love that. Right. Because nowadays too many gurus and people share, hey, you know, do these 10 things and you're going to achieve A, B, and C, right? And we know that what works for your joy won't work for me necessarily. Maybe some parts of it will, maybe the approach will, but not necessarily the tools being used. And because there's so many tools available out there, there will be a tool set that will work for me specifically. And it's about me finding it or me working with someone to get help to find it. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I spend a long time going from coaching program to coaching program, trying to 
get what this person was, trying to be what that person was. And, and, and I've had people go a long way to try and help me, teach me that and everything else. But it never worked for me. When somebody tells me their roadmap, and gives me the A, Bs, and Cs of it to get to D, it never worked for me. And I walked away from those, Constantine, time after time after time, thinking there's something the matter with me. What I finally ended up realizing, and this is why I don't coach by standard coaching methodologies that are taught so often today and used so often today, is what I finally ended up realizing is if if I'm, if somebody's working, if somebody's signing up to work with me, it doesn't matter what I did. What matters and what's somewhat unique about what I do is I help them develop what will work for them. And then once they understand that, they can take that to any area of life and apply that same thing. They, they literally have their unique pathway to success in whatever success means to them. Yeah, love that. So that's where your methodology comes in, right? The SMT methodology. Yeah. And before we dive into that, Maybe we saw at the beginning, right, which is that vision. We keep hitting the vision, the vision. And you and I had a chance to sit down for a discovery call in preparation for this conversation. And we went through that exercise where you had me look at my vision yes. for three years out from now. And we went deep into it. And it was such a beautiful exercise. So I would like you to maybe share with the audience this exercise that they can maybe do in their life to, to start thinking outside the box. Absolutely. So one of the things I do is, you know, because we're so attached to our current situations and circumstances, it's hard for us to see a big view when we talk about vision. And people talk about doing a vision board and all that. And I'm not I'm not against those at all. I've done those in, in different times in my life and such affirmations, things like that I've, I've done and still do. But but the vision is is getting beyond right now, getting beyond right here and now. So that's why I look out the three years, because it puts enough gap in three years. Our life can be completely different. So it gives us enough gap to where we can broaden that vision. And then what I do is I look at what is that vision? So I'll have people write it. With some of my workshops I do, I have people actually write, you know, what what does life look like in three years from now? If everything that was an issue back on uh, August 2nd, 2023 is no longer an issue and your life is just awesome and incredible to where you almost have to pinch yourself. It feels so good. Describe what that looks like and what it feels like to live that life. Talk in present terms when you're writing your vision so that you get, a, you know, so that it, it, it's, it's happening. Like you're putting yourself out there that three years in that place and lean into it with what it looks like. And what does it feel like to live that life? Now, one of the things where I've offered this before and people will come back to me sometimes and they'll go, yeah, I couldn't get that far with it. And the reason being is because we're still getting blocked by our current situation and, and situations or and I guess the conditioning is stepping up. We start hearing things like, yeah, right. That's never going to happen. Who do you think you are? You know, and, and things like that. Look at your bank account, blah, 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 and, and things of that nature. And so where I'm able to help people is to question, continue questioning them and help them broaden that vision. Kind of like you and I did when you first spoke it, when you when, when you got paused, then I started asking you some questions that would spark other areas of it. And there were a couple of them when I asked you that just kind of lit you back up again and got you going. We're not meant to do life alone. So having some assistance in developing that vision and bringing that vision 
to, for, you know, to, to open that vision up in our life and gaining some help would be the strength, would be stepping into life with strength to do it alone and try to figure it out like I used to do for so long and think I had to figure this out if I was a real man or, you know, if I'm really successful, I have to figure it all out. That's the weakest way to go about achieving the life we want to achieve. And of course, you know, some people will get there, but also some people win the lottery, right? It doesn't mean that most people will. So yeah. is the vision then the first step in this yeah. transformation for most people? And why yeah. do you start with the vision? Why is it so important to have a clear vision? Here's why. And I guess the best way I can explain this is, is you can be pushed by your pain, right? And I had that happen a lot of times in my life, you know, working for a position and they sell the company and now all of a sudden you're out of work after, you know, you, you plan on being employed, like, you know, with, you rely on that employment, other areas like that, that, that things that happen that we don't want to happen, but they push us into taking that next step. That's a hard way to live life. What I've found is when I help somebody develop that vision, as we get excited about that vision, as we do exercises with that vision, it actually pulls us into it. So we can literally be pulled by our vision into that excitement, into those things happening. So when we're shifting patterns and paradigms from that push place, it's a lot harder to identify and to shift those. When we're getting pulled into something even greater, a greater level of our existence, a greater level of how we live life, it's not as hard to shift that conditioning. And I'll tell you, and here's the other reason why, and I, I really started using this when I was working with, you know, hundreds of million dollar corporations that were in bankruptcy, help them be part of the team, getting them back to profitability is we had, we'd have meetings five days a week with the, with the, you know, the, the senior management. And we'd sit in this room and listen to complaint after complaint after complaint of why we can't, why we can't, why we can't. And that's what happens in our life. And we're not even fully aware of it, but we're living by why we can't. We decide we want something. And then right away, the mind starts going to work on why we can't do that. And so we have to overcome that in order to achieve what we want to achieve, which is two, three times the effort. What I did is I said, let's start talking about what's going good. Let's take a couple minutes in this meeting five days a week for two hours <laughs> a day. And let's start talking about, and everybody called me Mr. Overoptimistic and all this stuff. But at one point, a gentleman said, you know, over in the, over in the small parts we were doing finishing, we had all this scrap and we changed this and this. And now we've taken scrap from like 30% down to 11% scrap overnight by doing that. All of a sudden, somebody, the, the the whoever was leading the large part, you know, parts, said, "Wait a minute, what did what happened?" And so he told him. He goes, "We're having the same problem." He goes, "We did this and this, and now we've taken scrap." He took his scrap from fifty percent down to single digits by applying that. And I go, "See, that's what I'm talking about." We start, and that's what happened is we started talking about that. We started talking about what does it look like to be back into profitability, to be able to pay bonuses, to be able to do celebrations, and and you know watch this business thrive. What's that look like? And that was building of that vision. And I love that example because oftentimes we do things in our professional life, or we use processes in our professional life that can be translated to our personal life, and we don't even realize it. Yeah. And the reason I even mentioned that is because I specialize in organization change management in my corporate job. And a few years ago, I realized, wait a second, the principles there that work day in and day out have been tested with small and large organizations for years and years and decades. The words it can be brought into your personal life and you can apply similar change practices. And all of a sudden, you'll start to see a beautiful impact. And again, a good example with you there, right? It's like you start to set up the vision that is like, why can't I bring it into my life? into the life of individuals to help them achieve 
whatever it is that they want to achieve. Yeah. And Constantine, I use that in all areas of my life. So this past weekend, I was up uh, camping up at uh, Table Rock uh, in South Carolina and I hang glide. So right now I'm finishing up my certification over in, over in uh, Atlanta, like Georgia area, but right over by Chattanooga. And so this weekend, there's a, it's a much closer for me to go to, it's called Glassy Mountain here in South Carolina. And so while we were there, I went up there and just this beautiful launch pad that they have. And I just sat there for about three, four minutes. And I just visualized me running off of this, you know, mountaintop. I mean, you know how high it is and launching and just soaring through the air with a hang glider and things like that. And it's building that vision. It's building the excitement. And when we do that, all of a sudden, things start showing up to fit that. All of a sudden, we'll start getting an idea of an action we can take and that produces, you know, surprising results from it. All of a sudden, we'll start getting aligned with somebody who's able to help us do something that we didn't even know we might have to do. And that's how I help people to to really get in that place, utilizing the vision to get into that place to start allowing the success they want and whatever that looks like to show up without as much effort which then allows us to open up more freedom of life, to have free time to enjoy your life more. Yes. Wow. It's another dream for everyone. That's beautiful. Yeah. And it's doable by the sounds of it, right? And that's amazing. So your method starts with a vision. What comes after the vision is, at least in a, in a draft mode where you, the, the person you're working with is happy with and they want to progress towards it. Yeah. And there's a whole method and I either go through a, 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 you know, I have a 12 week program, a six month program and, and things like that and stuff. But really, once we have the vision, then we literally start putting that vision on. I have some tools to start opening up those avenues for, for actions to show up. But then at the same time, we, we work on developing systems of accelerating habits unique to the individual I'm working with. So a good example of this is when somebody gets into real estate, and they do it because they want to help people find their dream home. They feel it's a, it is an entrepreneurial business. They'll have more free time. They can make good money and all this stuff. And then they get their license. They go to a broker. They sign up to work on them. And then they have them work with somebody who gives them this endless list of all the things they have to do to be successful, right? And we pick those up. Sometimes we create them ourselves where we decide what we have to do, living through the logic of mind, what we have to do to be successful. And we're doing all this stuff, expending exhaustive hours, massive actions and all this stuff. And we get into that rhythm where we're giving up life in order to have this business that we want. What I do is I help them start going through that then and identifying which ones of those things trigger you? Which one of those things light you up? Which one of those things open up your attraction mechanism? Which one of those things do you really enjoy doing? And we start we start blocking time to do those things more often once we identify them. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we end up with developing systems of accelerating habits that we build onto that create it. And an example of this, you ever see somebody do a social media live and you can tell they, they're very uncomfortable. They don't like doing it. It's not their you don't watch that for very long, do you? And most of the time when I do, I don't get anything out of what the person is sharing. I just feel so bad for them that they're sharing that way, you know? And then you have other people who you put the camera on them and they just light up. It's like, man, they're home, you know? And and, and those people I get a lot out of and I'll usually watch the, you know, what they have to say and such. One of those people has that, 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 that is something that attracts them, that lights them up, that ignites them. And the other person, it doesn't. 
But because it doesn't, doesn't mean they can't be successful because they're not checking that box, is we find what are those systems of habits that do light you up and let's find ways to do it more often, which then produce the same results as that person in that area with the lives. Well, that's a beautiful example, right? Because uh, oftentimes, like you gave the example at the beginning of trying different coaching, trying different methods and not working for you and thinking you're, you're to blame. And that's a great example of social media, right? Because... For some people, that's a great avenue to achieve whatever they want to achieve. For others, maybe not at this time. Maybe there are other tools that will get them similar results to what they want and they don't have to force themselves to do something they, they're not necessarily comfortable with, but also it doesn't speak to them. It does, it's not aligning with that mind. It's not in their genius. Yeah. Exactly. And we all have that. So helping people find what are those areas for you? And then, like I said, help them implement those. And as we do, every step we take, brings more of that vision to fruition, brings more of that vision to existence. Yeah, that's beautiful. So let me ask you this. What would you say the biggest challenge for people is in, in this adventure when it comes to reprogramming the subconscious mind? It's going to sound silly, Constantine, <clears throat> but the best way to define it really, and then I'll go a little deeper, is overcoming our conditioning. Because so many people, you know, one of the things I look for and I do or qualify or call with people before I start working with them, because I want to align with them as well, because I guarantee results with what I do. So if I ever work with somebody and they don't achieve the results, if they, you know, then then I'll give them their money back when we're done. I mean, I don't deserve their money if I can't get them. And out of almost a thousand clients over the past decade, what I hear most often is you should be charging two or three times what you're charging for what you're doing for the, for the results some people are getting and such. So, so, but one of the things I look for, the first thing is somebody with an open mindset. So often we're conditioned to have to know the answers, to have to know what to do or figure it out and everything else. So we go through life and these channels that could really be helping us to bring about incredible changes in our life. We go through that process of, I know, I know, I know. And we end up, I knowing them. And what I look for in an open mindset is not somebody who knows thinks they know all this stuff, but somebody who says, okay, what can I find here that I can add to what I already know? That's how I, that's how I define like a beginner mindset. And if I have somebody with a beginner mindset, every client I work off of two points of reference, where exactly are you right now? What's going on? Where's that discontent? How's that discontent impacting you? And then I help them develop that other side, which is that vision. And as long as I have those two reference points, I can help anybody quickly move along that scale to that other side and open that vision up. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, Dolce. And great examples. And when it comes to challenges, right, we, of course, you mentioned the, the, the toughest one, right? From people embarking on this journey, do you see them having challenges with other people in their life? Because you mentioned something really key, well, probably half an hour ago now, where you mentioned you should surround yourself with an environment that's conducive to who you want to be, right? That, that could be stopping certain actions like watching yes. TV or going on social media, but also aligning yourself with people that are more conducive to what you want to be. So let's say I come to you, we work jo Joey together, but then my environment is not conducive to my vision. How can people overcome that? Because it's not as easy to just like <laughs> leave your family or leave your friends behind. And that's also very scary, right? It is, yeah. So what would you do then? Like what, what's, because the reason I'm asking this is because I notice other people in my life, but also others I talk to virtually that maybe I haven't met. And this is a common thing that comes up. It's like, well, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to leave my partner. Oh, I don't want to 
lose all my friends or the majority of them just because they party and I don't. Yes. I, I Yeah, that's a, a, such a great question. Thank you for bringing that up because every client I work with, one of the things I tell people is not everything in your world right now can go with you where you're going on your journey, on your transformation into your vision. So the things that are in your world now, we don't have to focus on how we handle that or how we do that or anything else. All we have to do is focus on that transformation into, into stepping into that vision. And the people in our world are either going to repattern along with us or some people will be released. We have some friends that as we, as people, as some of my clients start getting more knowledgeable, they start getting more excited about the vision. It's like, man, this person's really a naysayer and they may shift how much time they work with them. I'll tell you, it's amazing, Constantine, how often I'll be working with a spouse. And I've had this happen on both sides. I'll be working with a spouse. I had one gentleman I worked with he, he was at five weeks into it. At three weeks, we identified he had a 37-year marriage that they just coexisted. The fifth week we worked together, he was at a live workshop I did prior to COVID up in Michigan. And he was there and he came up and did a live testimonial. And he talked about how his marriage was. It just coexisted. They didn't do anything together. They just shared the same dwelling pretty much. They didn't even cook and eat together and such. And, and now two weeks after that, because of his vision, he talked about how they're like newlyweds. And I said to him, you've been working with me. We've been working together. You've been, you you know, diving in and, and developing a dynamic vision and doing these things. What has your wife done? And, and everybody laughed, but he said, she hasn't done nothing yet. Something different happened there to bring that together. I have another couple I was working with in a long-term marriage, and I started working with the wife. And as we started working together, her relationship was one of her big causes. What I did is helped her develop that vision of what is that, you know, great relationship? What's that life look like? And, and the dynamic vision, let me just say, covers all gamuts of our life. So it's not just one specific area. We start, we focus, typically people will focus on one, but it covers all areas of our life because they have a good relationship. So what, what does your freedom of time look like in that great relationship? You know, how's your work play into that? How's your health and well-being? And so it all plays together. It's one vision broken into four segments. And so within a couple of weeks, her husband contacted me and said, I'm really afraid she's going to outgrow me and started working with me and developed his vision. And these guys are like, just, I would love to do a, a, a three-way conversation with them, you know, like on Zoom or something and just see how incredible they are together and stuff. So we don't have to decide how to handle those things. We can allow it to work out knowing that the things that, that, that are, are intended to be in our vision. I've had people come to me, Constantine, and talk to me and they could not stand their team leader. I have ended up working with the person I worked with. I don't even know the team leader. I've never met them. But all of a sudden, within a few weeks, the person's coming to me in our sessions and saying, man, I can't believe how he's changed. I can't believe how much more respectful. I can't believe how this, I can't believe how that. So when we shift, everything in our world has to shift as well. And I love that, Joey. Oh my God, that's so inspirational. And the reason I'm smiling here so much is because that, again, resonates so true to my heart is oftentimes we're stuck in trying to change everything else except us. I was there myself for a very long time in my life, trying to change my partner, trying to change friends, trying to change everything except me, right? Because that would mean admitting that something is wrong with myself. And then the second part of that is that realizing that once you change yourself, that's when others start to change. Wow. 
that's where the power lies, right? Yeah. That's where the beauty sits in because you're like, like you said, it's like you haven't done anything to that person. That person hasn't done any work yet. You did all the work and you're seeing all these benefits from everyone around you. Now, isn't that magical? Yeah, and, and it's 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 what we call the ripple effect or the butterfly effect, right? As we change, everything in our world has to change as well. So the, when we when we step into doing these kinds of works, when we shift that conditioning and open it up to that vision, we're really, without even knowing it or doing it intentionally or anything else, helping other people to look at those things even more. You know, I, I worked with somebody. I had a, a friend of mine call me and he has an adult daughter who was really having issues and things like with, with her marriage in and out of her marriage and, 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 and just life. She was just, she just couldn't find her place. I started working with her and she gets so excited to talk to me because she'll tell me how it's impacting her husband. It's impacting her children. It's impacting her neighbors. It's impacting her mom and dad. I haven't worked with any of them. I haven't talked to any of them about what I do, right? But because of her being the example, they end up getting the ripple effects of that. And one of the things I really, really get excited about is how many therapists that I've been able to work with on my 12-week program and then open that doorway for them to take that in and work with their clients with. And so now the works that I do has a bigger impact by doing so. Yes, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, Joey. Okay, perfect. Well, let's actually tell people where they can find more about you and connect with you. And and if they want to work with you, send you a message, right? Absolutely. Anybody can get a hold of me at like any of the social medias. You can look under Joey or Joseph Drolshagen. I'm sure we'll have the name in the, in the yeah. notes because Drolshagen, although it looks great on a hockey jersey, isn't always easy. But the other thing you could do, if, if, if this sparked you in some way, if you'd like to find out more, if you'd like to talk about that vision or understand it better, any of this stuff, I love having these conversations. So anybody listening to this, you can reach out to me at coachwithjoey.com. It's all one word, coach with Joey, and then .com. And schedule a 15-minute call where we'll jump on and we'll talk about what you got. We'll talk about what I, you know, like like how I can serve you and, and see where I can assist that way. And, and, and just have, if nothing else, it's a 15-minute conversation that I'm willing to put, you know, into my schedule for you to have those conversations and help people. Yeah. Yeah, people started on that vision area at the very yeah. least, right? Beautiful, Joy. So before I let you go for today, is there anything else that you'd like to bring up that maybe you haven't talked about or anything that comes up for you to want to share in the moment? You know, the one thing I'd like to share is kind of like a, a little tool to start playing with this a little bit, mm. Constantine, is, is as you're going through your day, anybody, take a couple moments, take a couple deep, comfortable breaths and just find the calm in that moment. And then ask yourself this question, what would I love today? What would I absolutely love to experience today? And then name it, whatever it is. After you name it, picture it, like visualize it happening. How is it going to look? Like how, how are you going to feel when it shows up? And then just let it go. It's not a to-do list or try something to make happen. It's just an ask. Today, I would love to have an incredible conversation with somebody today, like what you and I are having right now, you know? And then I just, and, and then I just, picture like how I'm going to feel inside like man I just it just lights me up to have those and I get that imagery going and then I just let it go and I go about my day and see what that starts doing for you if nothing else it'll start giving some of the subconscious conditioning another this is one of the tools I use with my clients it'll start giving the subconscious conditioning more positive 
where we can just allow good things to happen to us and we don't have to make them happen all the time. It'll start allowing some of that in. Beautiful. Oh my God. I love the tool, Joey. And I was actually visualizing as you were talking about that. Definitely something I'll try myself. Well, Joey, it's been a pleasure having a chat with you and getting to learn even more. I know the audience is going to take in so much. I can't wait to, to hear the feedback and I want to thank them for listening to us. And yeah, thank you, Joey, for giving us your time today. Yes, absolutely. And if you're listening to this, if you get anything out of this, like Constantine, I, I, it's such an honor to get to have this conversation with you. I'm so appreciative to get to share this and expand, you know, where my message can go to. And if you're listening to this and you like this, share this, like this, leave comments, like share it with other people. Somebody you share, it it may be the only avenue they have to know that Constantine is doing this work. So feel free to share. As we share other people's, you know, success, you know, the the tide never rises for one ship. So as, as, as one of us do better, we all have the capability of doing better. So if you're getting something out of this, share this with other people. Amazing, Joy. That's a beautiful message to leave everyone with. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this exploration of personal transformation. Your presence and engagement are at the heart of what we do, and I sincerely appreciate you, your time and thirst for knowledge, inspiration, and empowerment. Please consider showing your support by hitting like, subscribe, leaving a comment, or writing a review. Your engagement not only fuels our mission, but also helps others discover these insights. For more daily guidance on personal transformation across the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical realms, be sure to visit our website at UnleashThyself.com. You can also find us on Instagram at UnleashThyselfToday, TikTok and YouTube at UnleashThyself, and there we post daily content designed to inspire and empower you on your journey. If you have any specific thoughts, questions, or feedback, I truly value your input. Or if you'd like to have a conversation with me, or work with me, please feel free to email me directly at constantine at unleashthyself.com. I would love to hear from you. Together, we're building a community united in authenticity and purpose. Once again, thank you for being a part of this movement. Until next time, continue to embrace your true self and live a life on purpose with purpose. See you in the next episode.